You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. So many people start strong, start excited, but then don't finish strong. There's a story told of two servants. The king called them and showed them the fruit. And he said, my son is getting married. I want this kind of fruit to be at the wedding. Can you go and get this good fruit and bring it back? And the one servant ran off immediately to the market to go buy the fruit. And the other servant took some of the fruit with him. Came to the market. And the one that arrived there first thought, okay, well, let me get this fruit. But he took what he thought was good. And he went back. And the other came later with a fruit that he had that he could compare it and see, okay, this is good fruit. Took the good fruit and he brought it to the king. The king rejected the fruit of the servant that did not compare it to the good fruit. But the one who brought the good fruit, he accepted and invited him as part of the wedding ceremony. And for the wise, this is a parable that we will know that God is not interested in those that are excited and say they will do it. But those that are actually read the word of God and become doers of the word of God. That which they see in the word of God, they practice it. They don't just read it and then do what they think they should do. It's very important to be a doer of the word of God. For us to finish strong, to endure right to the end, you have to be a doer of the word of God. Matter of fact, the word of God is designed in such a way that it encourages you, it motivates you, it helps you to endure because it gives you strength. The word of God is Jesus himself, the gift with a lift so as soon as you spend time with jesus you'll get instruction you'll get direction you'll know what to do in that situation so i want to minister this morning to endure in being a doer of the word and if you continue to be a doer of the word you will finish strong there's too many people that get excited about the lord i'm going to do this i'm going to do that but you soon realize that it's not those that get excited but it's those that continue Day after day, week after week, month after month. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to James chapter 1. It's not enough just to believe the Word of God. You have to obey the Word of God. You have to act the Word of God. God rewards obedience. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. So this is why we abandon everything morally impure and all forms of wicked conduct. Instead, with a sensitive spirit, we absorb God's manifestation, which has been implanted within our nature, for the word of life has power to continue to deliver us. Don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it. For that is the essence of self-deception. So always let his word become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life if you listen to the word and don't live out the message you hear you become like the person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning you perceive how god sees you in the mirror of the word but then you go out and forget your divine origin but those who set their gaze deeply into the perfect perfecting law of liberty are fascinated by and respond to the truth they hear And are strengthened by it. They experience God's blessing in all that they do. If someone believes they have a relationship with God but fails to guard his words, then his heart is drifting away and his religion is shallow and empty. 
true spirituality that is spew in the eyes of our Father God is to make a difference in the lives of the homeless, orphans, and widows in their troubles and to refuse to be corrupted by the world's values. To be a doer of the Word of God simply means you are acting the Word of God. You are living in the Word of God. You're obeying the Word of God. It means you are born again. When you are born from above, from this incorruptible Word, Jesus Christ, on the inside, you will not just believe it, but you'll obey it and you'll do it. The problem that we have in the church today, she's educated beyond her obedience. She knows everything. She's attended every conference. Listened to every great guest speaker. Knows everything, but is doing so little. It's very easy to even preach one sermon. It's completely different to live a sermon. It's easy to listen to a sermon and say, wow, this is a nice sermon. But to take it and to live it, is something completely different. We have to endure until the end. You have to finish strong. When you are born again, you've become a doer of the word. Because we want to encourage you, we want to strengthen you so that you would endure until the end. I'm going to read a lot of scripture because the word is designed in some, such a way to encourage you, to help you, to endure. There are so many things that we have to endure. I'll be married 24 years next year. My parents have been married 50 years. When you are married 50 years, yes, there's a lot of love. But I assure you, there's a lot of endurance as well. There's endurance. Amen. Sometimes more endurance than love. Because God says, marry this woman. And you say, yes, I want to marry her, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for this wonderful wife. And then the first time she makes food, it's completely different than your mother's. And you say, God, did you know what you were doing? Did I marry the right woman? And something like food makes you doubt. I've learned something wonderful from my wife. You know, when it comes to food and small things like that, don't make a monument of it. Let it be a moment. You're going to eat the food. It's going to go into your stomach. It's going to disappear. Don't make a monument of it. It's a moment. Amen. Let's move on. Endure. Amen. Listen to what the Bible says. Ezekiel 33 verse 30. He's talking about people and their motives coming to church. I'm reading from the Message Bible. As for you, son of man, you've become quite the talk of the town. Your people meet on street corners and in the front of their houses and they say, let's go hear the latest news from God. They show up as people tend to do and sit in your company. They listen do you speak, but don't do a thing you say. They flatter you with compliments, but all they care about is making money and getting ahead. To them, you're merely entertainment, a country singer of sad love songs playing a guitar. They love to hear you talk, but nothing comes of it. But when all this happens, and it is going to happen, they'll realize that a prophet was among them. They'll tell you, I've listened to the sermon. I went to that church. It was such a wonderful message. I felt so great. It was so encouraging. But as soon as they leave, they don't do anything. What is church to you? When you're in a living church, the messages that are preached becomes a prophetic message. 
it becomes a message that will give your life clear direction. It will be instruction in righteousness for you to start to live a better life, to walk with God. Then you'll see what God will do in your life. When you read the Bible, don't just read it as words, something that you have to do. When you read it, make sure you're reading it as if Jesus is speaking to you. You think you're reading the word, but the word is busy reading you. It's discerning the intent and the thoughts of your heart. When you're reading the word, it's purifying power. When you're reading the word, it's healing power. When you're reading the word, it's sanctification power. It is busy helping you, strengthening you, so that you can endure and finish strong. Jesus had to endure the cross so that me and you can experience salvation today. There's purpose in you enduring. The Bible says in the book of James, chapter 1, you have to endure temptation. Nobody says, nobody, no amen now. Just because you're born again doesn't mean you're not going to be tempted. Jesus, the Son of God, in Matthew chapter 4, was tempted by the devil. It teaches us it doesn't matter how close you are to God, you can still be tempted. And you'll have to endure temptation. I want to leave this with you. Jesus was tempted by the devil. Jesus never tempted the devil. Don't as a Christian tempt the devil. If you were a match for the devil, Jesus could have sent you. You were no match for the devil. That's why God the Father had to send Jesus. And even Jesus did not tempt the devil. The devil tempted him. Just some good advice. If you want to endure and finish strong, don't tempt the devil. The devil tempted Jesus. He was the son of God. It doesn't matter how close you are to God, you can still be tempted. Book of James says, endure temptation. God will see you through. He will help you in that situation. Amen? I want to read this from Steve Ferry. He wrote the book, Finishing Strong, and he makes this comment. He says, it has been my observation that just one out of ten men who start out in full-time ministry for the Lord at the age 21 are still on track by the age 65. They shot down morally, they shot down with discouragement, they shot down with false teaching, or they get obsessed with making money. But for one reason or another, nine out of ten fall out. It's endurance that determines whether or not a man will finish strong. The Christian life is not a hundred-yard dash. It's a marathon. It's a long race, and long races don't require speed. They require determination and finishing power. Family, listen to me. When God called you and sanctified you and justified you, the Bible says He's made you a king and a priest. Made you a king and a priest. A king to live here and be victorious on this earth. A priest so that you can enter into the holy of holies. You need to be both of those. Amen? You cannot just say, I'm a king. There's a lot of teachings now about kings and priests. King is the one that is in business. The priest is the one that's in ministry. Why does the Bible then say in the book of Ephesians, the fivefold ministry should teach you about ministry, equip you for the work of the ministry. Why? If you're not called to ministry, 
it's bringing a dividing line between people that do business, people that's in the world working every day, that they can do what they want to and just make money as long as they are giving to the vision. David, to us, is a king, King David. But David, to his people, was a prophet. David is a king and a priest. That's why he could go in and eat bread that only a priest could eat. Why? Because he had that grace. When you're in the marketplace, your boardroom, if you're the CEO or the general manager or you're having a meeting there, your boardroom has become your pulpit, your area of ministry. Not always to preach the gospel, you have to do your work. Amen? Francis of Assisi said, let's preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. People can see through your behavior if you're a Christian or not. A matter of fact, people are watching you and keeping an eye on you to see if you will endure. Why? Because then they will know it's real. Many people are looking at you to see if you will be, remain faithful till the end. Because they want to follow in your footsteps, but they're not sure if you will finish strong. Even when I got born again, I had family members just keeping their eyes on me first. Say, let's see if it's serious, if this is just another thing that he's going through, another stage. Family and friends will put your Christianity, what you believe, to the test. That's why you have to endure and finish strong. Gifts will authenticate the message we preach, but character authenticates the messenger. That's why you have to finish strong. The race is not to the swift. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 11. It's not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong. Opportunity and chance comes to everybody. But it's not the strongest one that's going to win. It's not the fastest one that's going to run over the line because it's not a 100 meter dash. You've got a long way to go. Let me tell you something. We've been dealing with offenses a lot. It's not about forgiving somebody in 2017. It's not about even saying, I'm crossing over from 2017 into 2018 without offenses. But the day you close your eyes and you breathe out your last breath, will you be without offense? Those people that have offended you and hurted you and wronged you, you might have forgiven them now. What about two years from now? What about five years from now? That business deal that went wrong and they, they took your money and you have forgiven them now. But two years from now when you're in a tough situation and you need that money and that money could solve your problem, what would be in your heart, a grudge or not? When we are born again, we don't look at our situation. When we are linked up with God, we get God's opinion about our situation. And we walk in the light of God's word, what God's word says about us, God's opinion about us, and that is how we endure. If you look at the situation and the circumstances coming against you, you'll not make it. It was when Peter took his eyes off Jesus and looked at the size of the waves that he started sinking. But as long as his eyes was on Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of his faith, he could walk on the water. David, if he had looked at the size of the giant and his weapons, 
he would have run away. But he said, this is not personal. You're not coming against me. You're coming against my God. You're not going to kill me. I'm going to kill you. Because you're not fighting me. You're fighting my God. And my God is bigger than you, even though you're a giant in the natural, in the spirit. I'm in the realm of victory in Christ Jesus. You're in the realm of defeat and failure. I'm going to endure. I'm going to be victorious. I'm not running away. I'm running towards you, and I'm going to kill you. When you are born again, your situation changes. When you are born again, your opinion about your situation changes. Then even when you find yourself in difficult times, you know you can endure. Why do you think the Bible says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials and temptations? It's a matter of our character. When Christ has shaped your character, even if you have to face the death on a cross, you can endure because you know there's glory after that. That's why Paul says in Romans 5, we glory in tribulation. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character. What you are going through right now is just shaping your character. It's developing your character to be more like Christ. When you have the Christ character, you'll know the love of God has been poured out in your hearts by the Holy Spirit. And if you know that God loves you, even when you go through a difficult situation, you'll remain confident. You'll keep your solid front. Even then as a Joseph, when you find yourself in a pit, you'll say, I know where I belong. I belong in the palace. This is a temporary thing. God is busy with me. It's a process. I know the end result, but I'm enjoying the process right now. Otherwise, you'll never take action. If we had to look at the school hall the whole time and had to wait the whole time for things to happen before we took action, we would never have started building the church. It's the truth. But when we received the instruction and we said, God said, it's time to build a church, we took action. A matter of fact, when, when we bought the piece of land, God said to me, you have one month to close this deal or it's gone. And we had, I think, one and a half, two and a half thousand rand in the bank account. But we signed the contract. And God provided in everything, every term that was placed in that contract, God provided. And we bought the piece of land. The, two months after we had bought it, the guy said to me, he said, you know, all the pieces of land are sold next around me now. If I knew this, I would never have sold this property to you at this price. I knew in my heart the proper other properties were selling because he helped us sell this. He, he, he sold this piece of land to us. Amen? What I'm trying to say is, if you understand the time and season that you're in, and what you have to do, you can endure it. You can endure it. When you're at school, you're in a season to study. If you make it now a season of boyfriends and girlfriends and partying, you'll find yourself studying at a later stage in your life. So if you understand the time and season now, that it's time to study, you can focus on studying. Forget about the boyfriends and the girlfriends and the partying. That will come later. Study now and get the best marks you can to position yourself for what God has planned for you. The time and season for the right person will come. 
but it's because you are doing things you're not supposed to do that you find yourself doing things at later stage in your life. And now you want to call it temptation and the devil and everything, but it was just your disobedience. When the word of God came to you and gave you instruction, you didn't do it. We've all been disobedient. We've all known God says, don't go there, and you've gone there. The reason why you went there is not God. It's something not even the devil. The book of James says, don't say God has tempted you. You allowed that thing to come into your heart that was not supposed to be there. And you started thinking about it and started meditating about it and thinking, maybe I should go there or do that. And that thing starts to grow. And when it grows and it matures, it becomes sin. And when it is sin, it manifests as death. That's why the Bible says, endure temptation. Romans 6 says, you rule over sin. Don't let sin rule over you. Amen? Too many people change their mind when it gets difficult. When it gets uncomfortable. Amen? Let me tell you now something. I've been, I think building a church is a grace that God maybe gives to you once or twice in your life. But it's a rare grace. I've been part of a building project once before. Once before. Anybody been involved in a building project before? Just raise your hand. A few of you. Okay. So a building project is something that can make you want to run away. And uh, why we see just so few hands of people say they've been involved in a, run, in a building project? Because I'm sure many people have run away when they heard building project. But once the church is finished, built, and it's complete, people will come back. Then they'll say, wow, look at the church that we've built. Say, where were you when we, uh, you have to guard your heart, you could get offended. (laughs) Many people, when it gets a bit hot in the kitchen, they want to run away. Sometimes when it's hot in the kitchen, you have to remain there and help and clean up and do what you have to do. Otherwise, what needs to come out, the food and the preparation that people have to receive from your hand cannot take place if you run away. And if you fail those people, you fail God. That's why you have to sometimes, even when it's hot in the kitchen, just remain there. Amen? It's called endurance. Turn to the person next to you and say, I know you can endure. Tell them, God designed you in this way that you can endure. Listen to what Hebrews 10 verse 36 says. I'm reading from a few translations. The Amplified says, you, you have need of steadfast patience and endurance so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God and thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. So to get what God has promised you, you're going to have to endure. To go into the promised land, they had to go fight giants. They had to go kill giants. Amen? But God will give you the victory. The Webster translation says, For you need endurance. So that having done the will of God, you may receive the promise. The message is, but you need to stick it out. You need to stick it out, staying with God's plan, so you'll be there for the promised completion. The Passion says, you need the strength of endurance to reveal the poetry of God's will. And then you receive the promise in full. Some definitions of endurance. You're acting and pursuing the goal steadfastly when others have stopped. You're pursuing and going on when others have stopped. When you repeatedly withstand 
and go on after the original motivation has ceased. After everybody is excited about the building project, you're still there and you're going on. He says, let's finish it. We're not running away. We're going to see it through. When you stick it out in a tough situation when all is against you, people with endurance can withstand hardship. Endurance is directly related to your character. It's about your character making a decision and saying, I'm going to see it through. Hebrews 6 verse 12. I told you I'm going to read a lot of scriptures. A person with character, a person with endurance is not somebody that's lazy. Endurers are not lazy people. You know the, the, the setup team. Sometimes there's three, four people that pitch up here. And they still prepare everything. You don't even know about it. You don't even know about a complaint. Because they have character and they're not lazy. They say if there's four people here, the grace is on us four to get everything ready. There's a special blessing, a special grace to be part of a team like that and to come and serve with a team like that. Don't miss out on that. Especially if you think there's a calling upon your life. First serve as an usher, as a hostess. Amen. So, Hebrews, I'm reading from the contemporary English version. It says, then you would never be lazy. You would be following the example of those who had faith and were patient until God kept his promise to them. The GW says, then instead of being lazy, you will imitate those who are receiving the promises through faith and patience. The message is, don't drag your feet. Be like those who stay the course with committed faith. And then get everything promised to them. I'm thinking now of one guy that worked at the church in the beginning. I said to him, you've got a lot of potential. The only thing is you walk too slow. If you walk faster, it will help you a lot in life. <laughs> you know, some people, when they walk, they drag their feet. You know, they, it's like they're sliding their feet like that. Have you seen that? No, lift your feet and nice and quick walk. You'll get more done in a day. Amen. Well, that advice, he took it to heart. It's helped him a lot in life. He's progressed a lot in life. Just simple advice like that. Walk a little bit faster. Amen. The passion says, So don't allow your hearts to grow dull or sluggish, but follow the example of those who fully received what God has promised because of their strong faith and patient endurance. Jesus endured the cross. Never give up. Hebrews 11 verse 27 Motivated by faith, he left Egypt behind, being unawed and undismayed by the wrath of the king. For he never flinched, but held staunchly to his purpose and endured steadfastly as one who gazed on him who is visible. Family, keep your focus. If you go look at Abraham, you'll see what he went through. David, a Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they all had to endure character was formed and shaped god was busy with him romans 15 verse 3 for not even the most powerful one of all the anointed one lived to please himself his life fulfilled the scripture that says all the insults of those who insulted you fall upon me whatever was written beforehand is meant to instruct us in how to live the scripture impart to us encouragement and inspiration so that we can live in hope and endure all things when you spend time with jesus when you read the bible you are being encouraged strength to endure is being imparted to you wisdom to know what to do in that situation will come to you 
like I've said previously, just knowing the season that you find yourself in will help you already. The word was written to produce endurance in you. Faith moved Moses, but endurance took him to the promise. It was faith that moved him, but endurance took him to the promise, to see it through. The reason why people are watching you is because they want to see if you'll finish strong. We have a responsibility to finish strong. I'm closing with another two scriptures. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 4. Our works as God's servants gets validated or not in the details. People are watching us as we stay at our post alertly, unswervingly, in hard times, tough times, and bad times. People are watching us. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 4. The Passion says, Yet as God's servants, we prove ourselves authentic in every way. For example, we have great endurance in hardships and in persecutions. We don't lose courage in a time of stress and calamity. Times of stress and calamity keep your focus. You will finish strong. A matter of fact, if you remain in the word of God and allow the word of God to remain in you, you'll finish stronger than what you started you'll finish stronger than what you've started because god will take you from glory to glory and from strength to strength but you're gonna have to endure it you're gonna have to see it through you can name them even esther that had to appear before the king was as life-threatening and dangerous as david appearing before goliath because that king could have given the instruction to kill her if the grace of god was not there if the grace and the presence of God was not with David, the, the Goliath would have killed him. Situations may differ, but it's the same. You'll have to endure. While you're in this world, people are going to call you names. They're going to say things about you. But you have to endure knowing that God has overcome this world. When you are born again, we don't adopt or accept the character or the nature or the words or the way that the world does it. We stick to God's way of doing things. Amen? Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it's not easy. Amen? Let me tell you something now. I, I was in Cape Town now. I went and watched the Sevens Rugby. So now I'm going with a mindset. It's holiday. There's no traffic. Cape Town's traffic is worse than Gauteng's traffic. They put my character to the test. Who has ever experienced traffic putting your character to the test? While you've got worship in the car, singing your favorite song, one person can make you behave like the devil. I thank God I had prayer warriors in the car, my wife, my daughter, and my son that was praying for me. Amen? So, even if you're a pastor... You can be tempted by traffic. Even Jesus was tempted. Amen. Let's endure. It's usually that one thing that you think you've got under control. Because driving here in Gauteng, I thought, okay, I'm now used to Gauteng drivers. Amen. So they don't upset me anymore. I just say, but when I was in holiday in a different frame of mind, I want to watch rugby now. And then the Springboks still, they lost as well. So just a few things working against me there, you know, upsetting my frame of mind. <laughs> Sometimes on holiday you need Jesus more than when you're here in the church preaching every week. Amen. Let me close. James 5 or 7. 
Therefore, brothers, exercise endurance until the coming of the Lord. Behold, the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being long-suffering over it until it may receive the early and the latter rain. He plants that seed, and then he waits. He endures. Doesn't after he's planted that seed, now say, okay, this thing should have grown by now, and he goes and he digs it up. Because if he does that, he ruins the whole harvest. When you've planted a seed of love, a seed of forgiveness, seed of self-control, give it time. Amen? Let it grow. Don't go dig it up and cause more troubles now. You also exercise endurance. Set your hearts firmly because the coming of the Lord has drawn near. The Passion Translation says, Meanwhile, brothers and sisters, we must be patient and filled with expectation. As we wait for the appearing of the Lord. Think about the farmer who has to patiently wait for the earth's harvest as it ripens because of the early and latter rain. So you also keep your hopes high and be patient. Now people sometimes say to me, no, I don't want to keep my, get my hopes up because I think I'm going to be disappointed. You're disappointed already. You're disappointed already. Get your hopes up. Say, God, I know you can do it. I'm gonna, you've promised it to me. I'm going to keep my hopes up. I'm going to keep my focus on you, and I'm going to endure until I see the manifestation of the promise that you have given me. Also, keep your hopes high and be patient, for the appearing of the Lord is drawing closer. You have to take action. Don't give up. In this whole building project, it's been more the action that we've taken to say, okay, we're going to start with the bush cutters now. And start cutting all the trees and all the bushes to clean the site. When there was no money to build. We took that first step. And it was that step that God honored. After that we said, okay, let's clear the site. Then one guy came and he said, I have a bulldozer standing around now. Can I said, yes, bring it. Just clear the first layer of the soil. Clean the site. We took that action. And God honored that. Then we said, okay. After this now, we, we have to do the, 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 the civil works. There was one person that we spoke to, said, Lamar, my machines are moving from this place to that place. I'm going to bring it to help you quickly. In that time, we had the groundbreaking. Who of you were there? Dancing and being happy that we're starting with a building project. But there was no money in the account. But we were happy. I'm only telling you that now. It's part of the testimony. You didn't know that. Even one of the elders later on told me, he said, Pastor, when you said, let's clean it, I was thinking, oh, how are we going to do this? I know what's going on. He said, but I just kept quiet. He said, God, you are in control. Move in the right direction. Your confession will give you possession. Amen? Just take that action. Start acting the word of God. When you have to forgive somebody, don't pray, Lord, you know this person has offended me. If you are God and you are in heaven, speak to this person to come to me and repent. No, no, no. <laughs> Hello? I know some of you pray prayers like that. No, no, no. If you know your brother is offended with you, go make right with him. Go and make right with him. It's not me now to pray and say, Lord, humble this person. Speak to him, Holy Spirit. Bring him and let him come and repent. No. Who of you pray prayers like that? That's not acting on the word of God. Acting on the word of God is now you lay down your gift and you make right. Amen. As Christ has forgiven me, you have forgiven him already before you talk to him. Amen. So even if he forgives you, he doesn't forgive you, it doesn't matter. 
Let's be different. Let's be different. Amen. The race is for those that will endure. Seeing God and His promises for your life is good. Speaking and confessing it is great. Enduring in it will ensure you finish the race and inherit your promise. I'm closing with this last scripture. The seed that fell into the ground, fertile soil, represents those lovers of truth who hear it deep within their hearts. They respond by clinging to the word, keeping it dear as, to, as they endure all things in faith. This is the seed that will one day bear much fruit in their lives. Remember Matthew 10 verse 22 says, The seed that falls on the good ground is the one that will grow and bear much fruit. Paul said, I've run this race. I fought the fight. I finished strong. I've done what I was supposed to do. I started in a good way and I finished strong. I've done what I was supposed to do. Family, it's in the middle of December. We've two weeks before we cross over. Make sure you finish strong. Make sure you endure until the end. As you prepare your hearts to cross over into the new year, 2018, make sure things that should stay here, stay here. Offenses, hurts, wrongs, disappointments. Leave it here. I said to my wife, this one thing, I said, I'm leaving it here. And it's not even somebody in the church, it's, it's a business related thing. I said, this thing here, I know this person is unhappy about it. And when I look at it, I've got all the evidence, I've done nothing wrong. From my point of view, I'm right. And I can argue that I'm right. But God is not a God of right and wrong. It's not who's right and wrong. It's whose heart is good before God and whose heart is evil. So if God says, I want you to do it, and I say, no, my heart has become evil. But if God says, go make right with this brother, and I do it, my heart becomes good before God. There's actually nobody good. Only God is good. We can do some good deeds. But God is good in his core. He's the only one that's good. That's why we need him. Amen. So, it's not how we start. It's how we finish. Make sure that you finish strong. Endure until the end. See you love. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.